Hello, everybody. Welcome to Frame Trap. I got a special treat for you. The boys at the end there, Michael Huber. Yo. Uh, next to him, Bradley Ellis. Hello. And I am your host, Ben Moore. Uh, for the opening, I'm, I'm going back to the well. I feel like I've asked this question before, at least with fast food. But nice. I want to know if you have a go-to, not fast food, but with restaurant. Go-to restaurant and a go-to order at that restaurant. P.F. Chang's, Chang's Chicken. What is Chang's chicken? Because like I don't know. Spicy, what that is. spicy, okay. yeah, spicy chicken. Okay, is it like kung pao, basically? No, it's like a little sweeter. It's like a sweet spice. Okay. Yeah, kung pao is just kind of like a hot spice, you know. Okay. It's more like a sweet. Are you a sweet spice kind of guy? I love all spice. I, I love okay. spicy. Food. I do as well. Yeah. I do as well. Okay. But, uh, Chang's chicken It's my like number one. It's favorite good. Item. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Damn, I haven't had P.F. Chang's in a hot minute, and I've never had that. So I yeah, it's like a seed, Ben. It'll change your life. It'll change my life? Yeah, you'll be obsessed. I know you. You'll be obsessed. You'll be like, this is so damn good. Okay. All the listeners yeah. out there. Life-changing. Yeah, life-changing Chang's. Life it's changing my number Chang's. one food item. I'm not even kidding. In, in, out of all like, food. If, like, for my birthday, whatever it may be, take me there. I'm getting Fuck, that. Fuck, man. I'm going to get that tonight. It's Jesus. so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I Holy cannot shit. hype that enough, honestly. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, I don't go to restaurants that often, mm -hmm. so I'm not the best person to ask this. But one I did frequent a lot was this I, this fast food or not fast food restaurant chain called Islands. Mm. I don't know if you ever this had is, it. this is Hawaiian, right? It's like Hawaiian themed. Uh, Hawaiian yeah. I think, joint. I think like many years ago. I yeah, had you you yeah. see it, you see the. I like it because be you wrong. see an Islands restaurant and it looks like an Islands restaurant. It looks yeah. tropical, looks yeah. inviting. Unfortunately, the one by me and Hubert just shut down that had been there like our entire life is gone Our now, entire life. Which sucks. That does suck. But I would frequent there a lot and get this thing called a pipeline burger, which is a chili cheeseburger. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. And if I was okay. getting a little zesty, I'd get some cheese fries. Yeah. Oh, man. I love me some cheese fries. Mm -hmm. um, Hubert, you made me think about a no one outside of a very like small percentage of people are going to know what this is. But speaking of places that were around my whole life are now closed. Yeah. Best Chinese I ever had. Yeah. Uh, only in Cedar Rapids called Pays. Oh. Shut down. Oof. Pandemic wiped it out. Oh. Damn it. Best, best Chinese I ever God. had. It was, you'd go there. There's and nothing you'd, better, They'd dude. bring you hot tea. Oh. And you'd get the most delicious egg was, drop soup. It was, was it a great. mom and pop Damn place? It was or? a mom and pop yeah, place. Yeah, we had some mom and pops. Like China's mm. used to be one of my faves and it just got hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, it was on the west side of town. They did open one on the east side of town. That one didn't last very long. Damn you know? it. Damn, the west dude. side one. West side one went away. But yeah, that was good. Um, mine is going to surprise no one if you've been following for a long time. But my favorite food, or at least it's up there, right? Sujita, Sujita mm -hmm. Annex, yeah. Sukumen with the soft boiled egg. Yeah. Put some put some onikasu in. Pretty it. impossible to beat. Pretty impossible. Yeah. To beat. <laughs> so you've had it as well. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Death Have row. You had last CG? meal. Yeah, I've okay. been there okay. with you at least once. Okay. But it was a while ago. I go there all the time, so it's, it was like it's all a probably blur. game trailer days or something. Oh yeah. Feels like man, we should we should get the allies up and and out there again. Oh yeah. If they have seating open. Yeah, it's a tiny or parking. fucking or parking. Place. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can park in the parking garage that's, like, down the street. On the radio, it's funny. They were, like, joking about the pandemic. It's not a joking matter. But they were like, yeah, the only good thing about the pandemic was uh, plenty of parking. 
And that's like strictly an LA joke. Yeah. yeah. Like nowhere on earth can like get in that mindset. Free parking. Of like, yeah. Well, I have to imagine like other, like probably San Francisco. Any like York. city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, that's something that always blows my mind going back to the Midwest where it's like, oh, yeah, I can just park anywhere. It's free. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, not never, right? Yeah. But a lot of times it's just. But like, asshole. you can go out somewhere. You can go out somewhere. And no, yeah. you don't have to pay for parking. Yeah. 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 Ah, man. Like, the mall right by my place, huge parking, like gigantic yeah. parking. Plenty you of spots. There, like you, go 20 there bucks. The, you go there on the weekend and it's full. It's yeah. a gigantic parking lot. This <laughs> is full. It's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> All right. Enough LA talk. Uh, I am really fucking stoked to talk to you about this uh, because I haven't uh, dived into it, but you've been really into it. I knew you were going to be into it. Uh, and Damiani's been really into it as well, which I wasn't <laughs> expecting. Uh, and that's Rogue Legacy 2. Mm-hmm. Goaty. Really, Goaty? Goaty caliber, yes. Goaty caliber, yes. Goaty okay. caliber, so, easily 100%. If I was reviewing yeah. this game, I'm like 9.510. I'm not even joking around. We did a preview of it, uh, and my memory is definitely hazy of that preview, but uh, I walked away being like, yeah, it's more Rogue Legacy, which is awesome, uh, because I really love Rogue Legacy 1, but what what makes this such an improvement? More. (laughs) Okay. More. (laughs) Not only more, but so much more and more refined. So not only are you just getting a lot more, but everything else is so finely tuned. This is one of the most finely tuned progression systems and economies I have ever seen in a game. It is so perfect. It's just nonstop dopamine, and it is this flawless combination of every single run you go on, whenever, you know, you go on a run, it is incredible it doesn't matter what class you are what perks or traits you have every run is incredible and then that combined with long-term progression investing in these upgrades your castle Mm -hmm. your equipment so it's just this perfect balance of short-term and long-term fun see i feel like that was true in the first one as well Mm -hmm. because you would have these facilities that Mm -hmm. you would invest in and you get payoffs over time and yeah um so I guess dig into I, the refinement a little bit more because there are new character classes, right? Yeah, new character classes. You get mastery levels now. You can like level up each class. When you mm. level them up, you get permanent buffs for your crew. Um, the hub area is really cool. There's like a lot of... There's a lot of like character development going on. Not a lot of plot, I would say. Like there is a plot that you can discover in the zones by mm. picking up like documents and stuff. But then also at the hub, like there's, you know, the blacksmith and the enchantress and like some other characters. And each time you go back, you know, sometimes you'll get some lore with them. Um, and then there's another facility in there where you can do these like time trials. That's a way to level up. You get this other reward currency that you can spend. You can spend that currency to unlock additional subclasses. Like, Ben, I swear to God, you play this game for 30 hours and you're still finding something new. Like, 30 hours later, I'm finding something new. And even that far in, like 30 hours in, it's like, geez, I haven't been that class in so long. Like, I hope I get it like next time because each run you go on, you know, you get 
it's like I barely explained the game. It's like <laughs> Rogue Legacy. It's like you get your characters in the beginning and you choose one and each character is randomized. There's a bunch of different classes and they all have different weapons and like perks. And then you go on a run through the levels. It's like Metroidvania style. Mm-hmm. And then what you earn on that run, you can then spend at the castle to upgrade your stats, like more damage, more health, unlocking other classes. You can also spend money on gear that you find in the dungeons. You find the blueprints. You bring those back. You find all these other rare materials. It's just non-stop collecting, but it still is so effortless and so flawless. It never feels like a chore or grind, and it never takes away from the the fact that every second you're playing the game is fun. Mm-hmm. It's just unreal. You uh, said, like... 30 hours in and you're still finding new stuff. Yeah. Um, that's crazy because I don't remember how much time I spent in the first mm-hmm. one, but I feel like... I beat that one in like 20-something yeah, hours. Yeah, I, I feel remember. like, yeah, this like one that is... was that's well beyond yeah. uh, what it sounds like the sequel is offering, which is yeah. pretty crazy. Something that I didn't like about the first game, uh, despite loving so much of it, is I felt like in one... I kind of was like, this is the class that I like and yeah. would basically pick that or maybe like one other thing most of the time. And yeah. like, I didn't feel like everything was equally valuable to me, right? And totally. that, that comes down to play style and a bunch of things, I'm sure. But do you feel like in Rogue Legacy 2, you're kind of um, split between the classes a little I, bit more? I definitely have a couple favorites, but they encourage you by having the mastery levels. So, for example, leveling up the ranged filth archer will give you strength. Mm, so okay. what a nice, oh, they see me, gotcha. they know. Yeah. They know the strength players. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, play the archer, get more strength. Uh, I definitely have a few favorites, but everything is so fun to play. Like, all the classes are so different. There's a chef who can knock back projectiles. There's the ninja, Ronin, who, if you attack them with the very tip of the blade, you do a crit. So it's all about that, like, spacing, uh, they also have this cool dash. There's the the Valkyrie, which has a really long reach and can attack multiple directions. Uh, the Barbarian has like a really strong overhand hand attack, but their jump attack is really tricky because they like spin with the blade. That's from the first game. And then just crazy ones, like the Bard completely changes the game. You shoot out musical notes and then you have to jump on those musical notes to send out a shockwave to do, like, AoE damage. There's that a, sounds, like, awesome, but really hard to do in the moment. It's so hard. It's so yeah. hard, but it can be nuts. Cool. And they, like, sing when you hit the notes, like, oh, hey, ha, ha. That's awesome. <laughs> the music is, like, my favorite soundtrack of the year. Hands down. Every every track is a banger. It, like, so addicting. Mm. Uh, really cool bosses. I mean, this game, this this is just, you sit down, you know, you you, yeah. you know the first one, Ben. Yeah, this, yeah, the yeah, same situation sure. where you you start it, three days later, 30 hours later, <laughs> you're, you're like, all right, consumed that. Yeah. This game just is 10 out of 10 addicting. Yeah, it seems like kind of the same thing happened to you and Damiani yeah. in terms of like it consuming you, and that's exactly how I remember yeah. Um the first one, as I was, I was looking for an image for the thumbnail for this episode because we're going to use Rogue Legacy Two, and uh, I just saw like they were listing out different features of the game, and I just saw very briefly improved accessibility, hmm. um, and so I'm, I want to talk about that because hmm. um, 
Rogue Legacy 1, of course, but then even just my time with the early access of Rogue Legacy 2, extremely difficult, yeah. right? And so I can imagine that the it's it, it's a level of difficulty that I imagine is only going to appeal to a certain subset of people. Mm-hmm. And so when I see something like improved accessibility, what does that mean based yeah. on your experience? Uh, I mean, it's definitely still hard, for sure. sure. I think the way they've added additional ways to level up, maybe with like mastery levels and these extra, um, just extra ways to upgrade your character. Like you can mm. upgrade all this gear, you know, you find the blueprints. So it feels like every time, no matter what, unless you like die instantly, which is like, you know, there are perks where actually you die in one hit. Mm. But it feels like no matter what, every time you go on a run, there's you're- just- Okay. You're bringing that back and getting stronger. You're getting gains. Like there's other another thing. There's just countless ways. There's, it, so there's like no feeling of I wasted this run. Correct. Kind of thing? You mm. never feel like a run is wasted mm. until maybe you're like insanely far and you die quick and then you just like oh I didn't get an upgrade point that time. But like even you get the mastery levels and that just like every time you level that up your characters just get better stats. The more money you give the safe, your character gets better stats, or, or the the boatkeeper Karen. It's just like there's so many Harder ways to get stuck. Yeah, there's yeah. like a training dummy at the base. It you know mm. you talk to the dummy, they tell you the mechanics of each class. That's good. Um, so yeah, I think every every single thing is just smoothed out and refined. Um, a, hard, a little harder to maybe get lost. Like there's no, haven't really seen any puzzles. I don't remember if that was ever a problem in the first one. I don't think so. Uh, um, that puzzles, uh, the, the thing that is coming to mind is like the crazy like challenges that you could do. Yeah, so those are still optional and insanely hard, but like the rewards are so good. You sure. get the runes for those. Yeah, and just the platforming is like, it's not like Super Mario, Guacamelee, like insane Celeste need to nail every jump, but the platforming is so smooth. Mm-hmm. There's like the spin kick where you can leap off characters or, or the environment, air dashing. Just just top to bottom. There, there's a blessing mechanic now. You have resolve. Depending on your equipment load, you get a certain amount of resolve. So if you wear heavy equipment, you get less resolve. Resolve can be spent on each run. Uh, you'll find items, mm. and you can spend resolve on that. And some are super powerful, like your dash can uh, you know go through projectiles yes. or something chill. Like you know you get ten percent extra crit. Yeah. Um, so just every run. Hard to resist a crit build. It's impossible. Yeah. 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 So just long-term, short-term progression and fun on full display in Rogue Legacy 2. A $20 game with $200 worth of value. That's pretty awesome. Highest possible recommendation from me. 10 out of 10. Easy. Because you got to pay like $40 for 30-year-old Sonic game. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Forty dollars for Donna Ragnarok, like give me a break. <laughs> for the expansion, it's forty dollars. Forty dollars for that thing. Oh my god, that's evil. That's my biggest uh, hard no of the year so far. It's my big, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest stay away from is Dawn of Ragnarok. Yeah, stay away. If that thing was on sale for twenty half off, I'd still say stay away. Ooh. It's funny because I, I already have it because I just I bought the <laughs> ultimate edition of Valhalla. Yeah, you're in. You're in. Wait. 
Maybe. I was in, I think it was, <laughs> it was like next gen hype. Yeah, yeah. It was at yeah. its peak. Yeah. Totally. Not launched. that I'm not a sucker for that stuff anyway, <laughs> yeah. I am, but uh, yeah. Next gen hype. Next gen hype. Um, back to Rogue Legacy. Obviously, I feel like kind of one of the, the big like hooks of Rogue Legacy is like, you know, you don't just have different classes um, that are randomized uh, when you start a new run, but people have like super silly things about them like yeah. you play upside down or just oh, you know things like God, that upside down. um <gasps> and while i think that was cool and fun in rug legacy eventually it got to a point where it's like yeah i'm not i'm just not gonna do that like mm-hmm. really trying to min max to get yourself the best possible thing yeah. are you more incentivized to pick crazy characters S- into the for the grind for the gold grind, because by picking those traits, you get the bonus gold. You know, that's mm-hmm. the, the rogue legacy trade-off. Is like, hey, do you want do you want a debuff to make more gold on this run? And I think those accessibility options of making it a little, little easier, there's a perk where you can just like re-roll your starters, you know? So mm. like pretty early on, you can get one where it's like, okay, I get six choices here. I can choose usually one character that has like no debuffs, anything, and I can just play. Or, you know, I can follow that, those deep, like there's one, the diva one has the spotlight on you. Mm-hmm. Everything is dark. It's like impossible if you're a ranged hero with that one because the, the whole map is dark. That just sounds impossible in general. It's really yeah. hard, but you get a like a 60% or something sure. huge. Yeah. So it's like, you know, this time I'm going for it. I'm just going to make some cash and then you can just bring all that back. There's so much to buy. Like, I think it is better this time around because cool. the economy is so finely tuned that like still this deep in the game and I'm a grinder still this deep after all the grinding like yeah I'm going to gold run man <laughs> god damn this sounds like an absolute it's, must play it is a must you're just play. bursting at the scene oh my god must play I have a question about yeah. this yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so this game is about you know like the genre repeating yeah getting stronger kind of thing does it feel like it leans in too hard on the aspect of we want you to die many times over gameplay wise because we want you to repeat these. Mm-hmm. Essentially, like these upgrades are so important, it feels like you have to get them. No, never. It feels like so you do get that relief, that epic feeling of like, okay, now I'm over leveled, so these first zones are a little easier. Mm-hmm. The difficulty but curve. I feel like you need that. You need that. Yeah. The difficulty curve has been so nice, Brad. We're like, if I, re- I guess. Because, like, you're trying to get to the boss room on a lot of these, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of your runs. And, like, you die. Like, I've died so many times before I get there. But then every time I'm going back to base Mm -hmm. and just, like, all right, we'll get some upgrades. Mm -hmm. Run it again. Like, I've never once in my life still on this game 30 plus hours in. Not one time have I ever had the thought of, like, I just want to get through this. Like, no. Replaying this over and over and over again, it, like... Mm-hmm. Because progressing the campaign is like as fun as maxing out your castle. Mm. And the only way you're gonna max out your castle is by playing it for a million times. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like that that like desire has not faded in the least mm. for me wanting to pump that up. Man, that's that's crazy because even masterpieces like Hades, I definitely got to a point where I'm like I never need to fight that bone dragon ever again. Oh, you know? the bone dragon. <laughs> like, the bone dragon. I, 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 like, I've got the yeah. first area down. I don't need to do that yeah. anymore. And so uh, I think even really good examples in the genre can definitely suffer from that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to play this part For anymore. For sure. 
To be fair, though, I may be somewhat dragging my feet on progressing all the way through because I imagine when I finally beat it, mm. the desire to upgrade the castle will diminish a little bit. Sure. Because I've already finished it. So I'm just like purposefully, purposefully kind of yeah. taking it slow a little bit. But gotcha. Yeah. And, and I think the difficulty's right. It always feels like you have a chance. You know, even if you get to a spot that's where good. it's like, yo, that boss felt yeah, way higher good. level than me, but like, I still have a chance. Uh, yeah, my memory of the, uh, going off memory uh, on the first one, I really felt like its progression was was pretty good. Like, yeah. there were definitely yeah. spikes, but like... It's you, there. You, of course, upgrading and things helped, yeah. but I didn't feel like that alone would carry me. Like, I'd yeah. have to get better at the game, totally. which I always appreciate, right? Yes. Like... Yeah, you, that's yeah. the thing I was hoping you would yep. say. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You always have a chance. Your skill will carry you far. Of yeah. course, mm -hmm. of course, there's some level stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. If you're leveled or maybe you got a really good build this time around that roguelike element, which makes those runs more fun even, yeah. more high stakes. There's a little bit of that, mm -hmm. but definitely skill will cool. carry you. I think that's like what I liked about Returnal in a lot of ways was, yeah. you know... Yeah. Your the things you'd carry over were so small. Like yeah. there was some, but it was more about like you overcoming this on your yeah, ability totally, alone. Totally. Do you know how to play Returnal yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Can you dodge those bullets? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like super impressive the amount of balancing. Like how yeah. you're describing it to me sounds pretty crazy the it's amount of balancing crazy. it would take for it to be really good. It's crazy. And they took their time with it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. which is yeah. good. Mm -hmm. I really wanted, oh, I thought about that last night. I wanted to do that, man. I wanted to praise early access. Yeah. I just wanted to give it a shout out. Because yeah. in my early days, you know, I was so against anti. it. So anti. Yeah. I still won't be on the early access journey all the way through myself. I like what we did trying it out on day one and then coming back. But I want to give a shout out to all the players of early access that gave feedback, that helped build this game out. And uh, just the lessons learned in the, from the devs, like during that whole process, yeah, like clearly, it yeah. worked perfectly. Sometimes early access can be really bad. Yeah, but sometimes it can be really good. I feel like <laughs> over great. the years, though, people yeah. have figured out how to do it better. better. Like you yeah, know, of course. course you're gonna get. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, so good. It's funny because these first three games that we're gonna talk about, I feel like there's a lot of um, carryover uh, in qualities. Like there's there's similar things that we could talk about. Uh, but Brad, you've been checking out um, Salt and Sacrifice, and it's mm -hmm. interesting because we were talking about like during the meeting we had an Easy Allies meeting. It's like, who wants to cover this? Do we want to do this? And a, a lot of us were kind of like, yeah, we weren't really into Salt and Sanctuary. Yeah. Right. Um, I think Isla had liked it the most out of everybody, but uh, I none of us were like jumping at it. Mm -hmm. uh, but Brad, you kind of uh, you you eventually yeah. dove in. Um, how you feeling about it? Um, so I've played like an hour and a half of this game. Yeah. And I don't feel excited to play it. Okay. At all. That is how I felt about the first one. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing like inherently wrong with it, I would say. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't feel right to me or look right to me. Mm. And it feels kind of like, I love these kind of like souls, like I love souls like games, but yeah. it, it, so far it doesn't feel special to me. Sure. Like, it, like where it's separating itself beyond the idea that it's, like, 2D, I guess. Yeah, with the first Salt and Sanctuary, it just felt like a rougher version of something that I loved. And so 
you know, it kind of led to the, well, why don't I just go play that? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. Like, to me, like, right off the bat, like, my impressions of playing this game, I have not beat the game, so who knows? My impressions could change. But right now, I'm like, if you like the first game, you mm-hmm. will like this game. Sure. If you did not like the first game, you probably won't like this game. It takes what the first game did, but just makes it a little bit better so far. Okay. Like, I haven't figured everything out in this game yet. I'm still, like, trying to see what it's all about. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. plenty of things I don't know about yet, but... So far, I haven't been impressed in, like, the field I was really curious about, which is combat. Like, Mm. it's a 2D game. There's not as much room for depth. But something about it just doesn't feel right for me yet, where I feel this connection, this... Where I feel like I am connected with this this uh, this player that I'm playing as, where I feel good about doing these things. I feel good fighting these things. I haven't had that yet. Mm. I've gotten some situations where I'm like, man, that fight didn't just feel satisfying, or I didn't enjoy that. And I'm like, some of it's maybe some of the bosses kind of get you stuck in combos pretty pretty easily, kind of like frame trap for a couple seconds. Where I'm like, okay, well, I'm like fucking dead now. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of room where you get hit. And there's a recovery spot. Like, it's like, boom, 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 boom. You're, like, pretty much dead so far. I'm like, damn, I wish... It's not how I prefer things, and there's definitely an approach to this that could be well, but it's definitely something I'm going to have to... I guess I'm going to have to uh, learn more about this game and kind of its rules and how it plays for it to feel natural for me, because it doesn't yet. Yeah, I wonder, because... The first one never felt, like, natural, too. Would get yeah. stuck in weird thing where it just felt always, the first one always felt like it, there was nothing I could do there really. Mm. <laughs> it was um, one of those moments. Thinking about like uh, like when I think about Souls likes that are that are not from from software, you know, the first one that comes to mind that's kind of like a shining example is Neo. Mm-hmm. Um, and Neo is is interesting because I feel like obviously, of course, it takes so much from yeah, yeah, yeah. from software template, but it really is its own thing. It is, yeah. Um, and I think. It's it twists things hard enough that it really is easy to kind of get obsessed with, because uh, Neo is also interesting. Where just because you've played a lot of Souls doesn't mean you'll be good at Neo. Yeah, tell me about um, it. It's 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 kind of impossible <laughs> until it's not right. You kind of go through like a returnal thing, like mm-hmm. we were talking about. I think Souls sacrifice Souls sacrifice has that kind of same thing too, where it's like it's it's very familiar, but it's different. It kind of has its own identity. Yeah. But I still don't feel like I have a full grasp of it. Yeah. But the problem is I'm not at a point where I'm like, I want to figure this out and understand. Right. That's so, I'm not getting that feeling yet. That's that's the key differentiation. And, you know, my memory of, of Salt and Sanctuary is rough, right. admittedly. But it's been a long yeah, time. Yeah. We, we, you, what you're echoing rings true for me, where it just it just never felt good. And like, yes, like Neo may have been really, really, really hard, but you do, you time those, like, key recharges, mm-hmm. yeah. and you're like, this feels good immediately. Yeah. Like, everything that I'm doing feels tight and snappy. Mm-hmm. And there's just this, like, kind of weird, rough, like, flash gaminess mm-hmm. with the Salt game, mm-hmm. uh, with Salt and Sanctuary, anyway, I haven't played Salt and Sacrifice, that I that I was never into, but I always felt like I needed to, I should have given it more of a shot than yeah. I did. I definitely want to give it more of a shot. Like, I still want to... I like if I was not doing this as like a job or anything like that, maybe I wouldn't look at this the same. I would just bounce off it. But I'm yeah. like, there's something here I feel like I need to understand and maybe I just need to dig deeper kind mm. of thing. Like I'm I'm not like super hyped to play this game at all. I'm not like looking forward to go home to play it, but I'm gonna play it more to give it more and see if something actually comes out of this for me. Yeah. 
Like, there's brief moments where I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, kind of thing like that, but what, nothing. What, what are the kind of cool moments? There was this part where, like, I died and I came back to the area. Like, right after there was, like, completely different enemies there and, like, weird enemies. I was like, what is happening? Like, I don't understand what's kind of happening here. Mm. I'm kind of curious. That was kind of neat, but I, I still don't get it yet. Gotcha. That's what the game has been so far. Like, and it does this thing I... I, I really don't like games that do this anymore. This feels so old to me. It, it has this thing, like, you die in, like, a tutorial kind of thing, I guess, and part of your health's gone, and just a chunk of it's gone. I'm like, I don't like that mechanic anymore. Mm. I think it's kind of overplayed, and it doesn't really mean anything to me anymore. It doesn't feel special. You mean mm. that cling ring? Yeah. Like, I haven't gotten it. I haven't figured out how to get it back yet. There's, <laughs> I'm sure there's a way. I just haven't figured it out yet. I'm still yeah. diving into this thing. I, would, I guess I would just say, Ben, a lot of it doesn't feel great to me or appeal to me yet but there's still i need to f more i need to figure out mm -hmm. so i'm not going to dismiss this game completely yet yeah but it is i'm having to make a great effort to keep going gotcha um last question do you i, I know you're just getting started with it and mm -hmm. you weren't the biggest fan of the first game mm -hmm. just in terms of, of features like is there any like big back of the box thing that that this has over the first game? I So I didn't play a lot of first game. I think there's like PvP now. Mm. Like I haven't done that yet. Or there's like more, maybe more co-op kind of stuff you can do. But other than that, I'm not really sure yet. Like I said, I didn't have a ton of experience with the first game and I'm still very early in this game. So I don't know yet, but I think PvP was like the bigger thing. Gotcha. Um, I had, I just today I finished, uh, Iodin Chronicle. Oh, Rising. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, How long was this? Um, I don't know exactly. I want to say between 13 and 15 hours, oh, okay. something like that. Nice. Um, there's still Friendly. more that you can do after you yeah, finish, yeah. Uh, which I've not done yet. But uh, this this game is uh, very charming, and it it kind of kills me because this is a game that I just want to be like, it's awesome. Go play it. But now that I've finished it, I can't. Like it, <laughs> at best, it's a seven, mm, unfortunately. And we'll yeah. we'll get into um, what is what is really holding it back. But to talk about the positives, I mentioned this to you, Huber. Yeah, uh, that last week, sick as hell, dude. I I feel like so many of the things that you champion <laughs> yeah. uh, are present in this game, particularly bonds. <laughs> yes, um, and it kind of manifests itself in a few different ways. The, they really. Established so there's three playable characters, and they really nurture the relationship between them. Nice. Um, where they all start out as total strangers, and then by the end, when they're like, "Okay, we would die for each other," you really believe it because they've done a good job, kind of from beginning to end, having them grow and very slowly warm up to each other. I always think it's annoying in games where you get a party member and it's just like, yeah, I just believe in what you're doing yeah. and I'm with you and we just met. And I'll follow your orders. Yeah, I'll follow your orders without question. You yeah. seem cool. Yeah. Um, it doesn't do that. Uh, it really takes its time in, in nurturing those relationships, uh, which I appreciate. And I think it does a good job of making all of the characters um, play differently from each other in a cool way. And so... Each character is mapped to a button. So like on an Xbox controller, your main character CJ is on X. And then if you hit Y, you'll do the you'll do um, 
this this kangaroo it's carrying a great sword right so he's very heavy very yes. slow and then on your b button uh you have a magic user and one of the coolest things about this game is it's called link attacks and if you use your x character right and then just at the right moment you hit y you it'll it'll like clap nice. and you'll do a link attack and so you do these huge combos uh, with the characters in a way that's really fun, just getting the rhythm down. It's almost like a rhythm action game in that sense. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Does it play like Indivisible? Like you said, how every character's bound to it, like a face button? It's not like... It's it's more action-oriented. It Indivisible is a good comparison, but it's not quite that because, you know, you're still kind of dealing with this, this sort of like locked-in-a-battle... Make, like JRPG kind of thing. It's more action gamey than that, but it's a good comparison. Mm. It's a good like springing off point uh, for what we're talking about. Um, and the thing that's cool is to get more basically links in your link attack in order to, to make those bigger, you have to fill out these stamp cards. And that is by doing quests around the town. And so if you complete one of those, suddenly you can add a whole new chain to your link attacks, which is pretty neat. Um, And not only is the relationship between the party members good, this whole town that you're taking care of um, kind of blossoms in several ways. So it's, there was a big earthquake and everything was all run down, right? And so everything's in rough shape. And so throughout the course of the entire game, you are bringing in new businesses. You are establishing the inn, the tavern, um, you know, you're restoring like the smithy, the armorer, and then once you establish them, by doing more things for them, their stock will grow, which is really cool. But these people aren't just um, quest givers. They kind of, they all have their own personality and they'll have these individual storylines and over time, you'll kind of add on to them. So, like, this joke that this person is making, they'll kind of continue that joke as you do more <laughs> quests for them. And so you really very intimately get to know this town in a really, really, really cool way. And it feels like your home in a much better way that I would say most RPGs are able to accomplish, uh, which is pretty neat. Um, the problem is despite there being all of this cool stuff, right? Like all of this armor upgrades that you can unlock, all of these weapon upgrades that you can unlock, all of these rings you can get uh, that modify your stats in different ways, the fact that you can do these link attacks, which are very cool and very powerful and fun to do. The game is just way too easy. Mm. Um, and you don't unlock hard mode until after finishing the game, mm. um, which you can then switch at your house. Um and so I got to a point where I was just doing all of these quests because I wanted to keep filling out my stamp card. But I'm like, it just doesn't matter. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. blowing through everything. Like, I guess, sure, during the final boss, I had to use all my potions, but I still didn't die. Like, it got it got to a point where it's like, I am just autopiloting through everything, right? I feel like if, you, if you're the type of person that... that wants to do all the quests and wants to build out these towns, there's really nothing in the game that is, like, 
super challenging for you. I think I died maybe once or twice, but it's again, I'm just like yeah. not, there are all of these things there. There's this elemental system where it's like, okay, these enemies are going to be weak to that. And it's like, I don't have to care about that at all. Um, and so I think it has the right ideas, but at least on normal, which is your only option until you beat the game, it doesn't execute on them well enough. And so, like, the ideas are there, but you don't, you're not really encouraged to explore them in interesting ways. Hmm. Um, and the other thing is, while I like building out the town, um, and while I, I like getting to know all the people, I th again, I think all of that stuff is like, Super, the idea is excellent. There are just way too many quests. They could have cut the number of quests literally in half. Um, there are, so there's 160 stamps total. I would say like a good, I, I got, by the end of the game, I had 133 stamps. I would say 120 of those are side quests. Wow. <laughs> I, I, again, I'm just roughly yeah, estimating like a lot, I did a yeah, lot a of lot. it. Over Dang. 800. Yeah. Right? And these quests are just really mind-numbing. A lot of them boil down to talk to this person, then fast travel to this point in the town and talk to this person, or go out and, like, mine this thing that you've already mined or gather this wood that you've already gathered before. Right? And it's just... It's, it's not that it's a lot of effort, but it's also, as a consequence, not that interesting. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't sound fulfilling at all. And I would say for the first, like, 50, 60 stamps or something like that, in the beginning, I didn't mind mm -hmm. because I liked filling out the cards. I liked getting new attacks. I liked seeing the town grow. But once that dried up, it continued, like, there were 100 more stamps there that yeah, or something crazy. Yeah, you can do something like that for right? so like long. Right, like, it... it yeah, you can only do something like that for so long. And I think yeah. the key takeaway is that it went past the point of no return by, like, a good distance. Mm -hmm. And so this is a game that I, I really like that I think just needs some buttoning up. I think this could have been, you know, an eight-hour game and would have been a much better game as a result. And it's mm -hmm. not that I'm against having a ton of side quests. It's not that I'm against it being a longer game. I just think it ran out of steam mm -hmm. well before it, it reached the end. Yeah. Um, and I think the story was enjoyable. I think the characters were super enjoyable. It looks really gorgeous. Uh, the characters are presented in, like, the sprite, as sprites, but then they're in, uh, like, 3D environments that look really impressive. It's it's really gorgeous. Mm. Um, and favorite, I liked the music. It's one of my favorite marketing things is just, mm. like, making a little smaller prequel yeah. prologue. It's, like, my favorite way to engage with, like, a franchise or a game I'm really hyped on. Yeah, and I think when Aiden Chronicle comes out, I'm going to really appreciate having played this and already being attached um, to the world and to characters. Um, it, it sucks. This is a game I don't want to criticize, yeah. right? Like, mm. it's a game where I'm, like... <laughs> If I was just a fan, I could just be like, man, what a cool little game. Yeah. But when you have to turn that reviewer brain on, it's like, okay, well, this needs to be fixed. This needs to be fixed. Like, there are, I bet the people, a lot of people that play this game are going to love it and are going to be able to kind of brush those things under the rug. Yeah. Uh, but damn, those things are still there. Like, Jones loves God mode, you know? Sure. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a pro to Jones is like, get, just do, getting the 100% completion and then just steamrolling through 
Yeah, the thing is, I don't think the difficult. I think the difficulty would be less of an issue if the game was half as long in a weird way. Yeah. You know, so like mm-hmm. both of those Get things are kind it. of yeah, yeah, kind of uh, coincide with each other. Sure. Um, so prequel, way. you said to the. I don't know exactly how it's going to fit in, but obviously this has come out um, before it. Yeah. Well before, and the way that. The ending plays out. It definitely seems very much like a prequel. prequel. Okay. Because the, the end does something where it's like, okay, that that's what you're setting up. Got um, it. But yeah, man, such a cool game. I think if you're excited for Iden <clears throat> Chronicle, check it out. Um, just uh, just a, a few things away from being like, like like curse the moon level no. of like awesomeness. <sighs> mm, yeah. Um, just a little bit uh, long in the A little tooth. too much. A little too much. With that said, I feel like I've invested so much already that I'm like, well, I might as well do the post game. Like, I, I feel that drive. Yeah, if you But yeah. it's not feel like, it. it's not like because, like, oh man, it's so awesome, I can't get enough. It's just like, I've spent so much time already. Yeah. Uh, which is maybe not exactly the feeling you want. Because, <laughs> like, with Rogue Legacy 2, it seems like you want, you don't, you want an excuse to just keep going. As you know, soon you as I get to. home, I'm yeah. playing. Yeah. The second I get home. <laughs> yeah, it's a slightly different feeling here. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, it is time for the sizzle. Uh, and this is a spicy one. Okay. Definitely, I, I think this is good for both of you. Love spicy food. Uh, what do you think will ultimately be better, assuming they both happen, uh, which seems likely? What would be better, the Resident Evil 4 remake or the Dead Space remake? Ooh, really good oh. question. I mean, that's kind of unfair. That's not really spicy. Kind of unfair, not really spicy. I mean, spicy. it's Resident Evil, obviously. You think so? Because of the current history of Resident Evil and Capcom and Resident Evil remakes from Capcom. I don't know. Versus, I, like, yeah. EA. You know, like, mm-hmm. not to say I'm not hopeful and I, and I have a lot of faith in that dead space remake i just saw a video they changed how guns sounded because of feedback from people you know they're yeah. listening mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 hyped but just the current state of ea versus the current state of cap like capcom is firing on all cylinders they're like the best they've ever been it's like a golden age over there i've got yeah no question resident Evil 4 is gonna be awesome so here's my counter to that hear me out I agree that Capcom is killing it with Resident Evil. Um, however, I think it's the like the better you are, the higher expectations are. Like, so Resident Evil Three yeah. Remake, right? Yeah. Plenty of things to criticize, certainly, but I still think I still had an amazing time. Yeah. But oh, the backlash against Resident Evil Three Remake was pretty sure. intense, and I think it's just because the quality has been so good coming mm-hmm. out of Resident Evil Two Remake. The and thing, the thing with that is that was mostly by M Two. Not mm. Capcom proper, so mm. I feel like the main Capcom team that worked on Remake Two, yeah, straight to Remake Four. You know, Resident Evil right. Three was like a lower budget thing compared to Remake Two. And right. I imagine Remake Four is going to be yeah. that insane. I think with Remake Three, they made some bets in the wrong area. Yeah, made some cuts, some budget like cuts, like the resist, and, like Resistance or whatever yeah. it's called. And they got it out quick. Yeah. Um, and it's just a different tone. Like I love the the action tone of it. Yeah. I mean, three was though too. Exactly. Compared to two, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I I hate getting into it. People yeah, hate remake three. To, we don't. It, need it, it annoys it. me. Um, I will I take. The, say... I, I'll say it one more time for Frame Trap. I will take the best characters of any Resident Evil video game to date. 
Jill Valentine in Remake 3 is the culmination of those characters <laughs> in my mind. Carlos Same with Carlos. Nikolai, 10 out of 10 villain. I will take the best characters ever in a Resident Evil game versus 40 extra minutes at a clock tower. Uh, uh, why not both? Why not both in a perfect world, but right, like right. that's just greedy, spoiled gamers. That's I, not I greedy. Would've... Wait, hold on a second. That's not greedy, <laughs> spoiled gamers, dude. Especially with the quality that was two. Like, you take that shit out, like, why? You didn't, it didn't need to be taken out. The game's short as it is. There's one campaign. Yeah. They bet it on the multiplayer, which was the wrong bet. It was the wrong bet. It was, it was the, the wrong, wrong bet. bet. It was the wrong bet. Um, Resistance was like, the wrong I think bet. it's totally fine to criticize that game for not having shit that people expected for, for it, sure. especially when it feels it's extremely fair. lacking with it not it's being there. It's fair. Yeah. It's not it's, fair. It's fair. It's a weird situation, Brad, where everything that you said, I agree with. I do. Mm -hmm. I think there's plenty to criticize with Resident Evil 3 Remake. However, I also think three remake did, it did. a good number of things well. It did. It like really did. It did. Overshadowed. All because of a clock, because of a clock tower. Yeah. Because of a clock tower. Well, I mean, there's no choices either. And the choices make. and the no, no, like things no, that no, made three unique weren't there, kind of thing. For, um, sure, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Getting back to Resident Evil Four, though, a more modern game and, and considered by many one of the best games ever mm -hmm. made, and so. You know, get it gets into that like, does it even need a remake territory? Yeah, um, <gasps> totally. What do you think, Brad? Um, well, here's the thing, like Chicago typewriter remade. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously I'm a bigger fan of Resident Evil <laughs> Four. I love Dead Space One. Honestly, I, I think if Dead Space One just got it was available on more platforms with like higher resolution and frame rate, it'd be excellent still. Mm -hmm. Like, do I think 4 needs a remake? No, not necessarily, but I'm excited to see what they do with it. Yeah, I mean, I I could throw that question right at Dead Space. I don't necessarily think Dead Space needs think, a remake either. But. Yeah, I think Dead Space maybe will be more close to the original game. Yeah. Because they're really worried about fucking it up, I guess. Like, they yeah. want to be super faithful to this game, I guess. It seems like it that way, but with Resident Evil, it seems like they're willing to, like, Mess around a little bit. Like, I'm willing for, yeah, like, I'm, I hope, I'm totally cool to mess around with Resident Evil 4. I hope some of the island is cut. It's not yeah, my favorite part to replay. Yeah, yeah, I think, like, please, yeah, sure. feel like, free. Yeah. Maybe I mean, Resident Evil 4 is just a way longer game. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I'm just curious to see, like, how they will pack. Because Resident Evil 4 throws a lot of weird, wild shit at you, but mm. it works. And I'm curious yes. to see how they'll adapt that into modern standards. I think that's the most compelling yeah. case. I've heard for sure is that Capcom is willing to change things pretty dramatically. And I do think Dead Space will be more faithful. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also like Dead Space has just been done so wrong. It has and so been done dirty very wrong. That it being yeah. like a pretty good faithful mm -hmm. remake seems it's like a, a it's feast. It's a W. Feels like a right. Hail Mary. My yeah. expectations are, Hail Mary. I expect more from Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Like I expect certain things with yeah. Dead Space, like, if it's super faithful and, like, competent, I'll be yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's that's where it gets to be an interesting question is, like, pretty, if Dead Space Remake is pretty good, it'll feel awesome. Yeah. Just Everyone because, will like, be happy. Yeah, like, yeah. you end on Dead Space 3 and it's just like, <sighs> fuck, man. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. I just wish they were remake, remaking Code Veronica. Well, give it time. I do too. Give it I time. Too. Yeah, I, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna get, the they're gonna Resident Evil machine is they're gonna going. come back to yeah, everything, yeah. dude. Yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised honestly if they remake Resident Evil One again. Yeah, I think so too. I think if they remake Resident Evil One again, they should do first person. Yeah, 
Hmm. That's a great idea. I love that. Yeah. That could be cool. I love that. I think they should do first. Deadly silence. I th- oh, the door. I think I honestly prefer Resident Evil in third person. I do too. But I think it could be cool in yeah. first person, especially if it's VR. What if they remake one again? Fix cameras. We're going back. We're doing it again. <laughs> well, I mean, they as a tribute, one, like an anniversary take out stuff. In one, <laughs> take stuff out. They, of yeah, and then they added, uh, the they added a multiplayer. They're taking out the like botany plant forty two, <laughs> the plant, the house, the guardhouse. Yeah. They're taking it all out. <laughs> Brad, I think you're probably right that four remake will be better. But yeah. I'm more well, just I, because I've been eating so well with Resident Evil. I'm more excited uh, for Dead Space. I think it just so means well. what you're looking out, what you're looking for in these games. Oh, yeah. depending on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I wish. Like I wish I could put Silent some, Hill in this question. Yeah, some things, you know, maybe they'll change something in four and fucking people will be pissed, you oh, know, or some shit I'm like sure. that. No matter what. Yeah, of course yeah. it's gonna happen. Yeah. But like who knows? Like Dead Space, like we said, like just keep it chill. Keep it chill. So far, so far it looks pretty like they have a good so far it seems like they're on track. As long as dismembering a necromorph feels yes. good. The gore I'm has to be excellent. Good. Yeah. As long as I can spam stomp and hear Isaac yell, oh! then I'm I'm good. It's gonna be such a breezy <laughs> playthrough. Didn't they change the Gorn remake three? Remake three a little less because there's more monsters. Oh, yo, people always assume Capcom is like Rockstar style no, too. That's no, what bums no, me out. Not. It's like, dude, they're not mad. The fact not that we've gotten yet. this much good Resident Evil in a shorter time mm-hmm. just just I guess I criticize a little less. When it mm-hmm. comes to some of these cuts, so honestly, I, don't know. I just, it's just want like, the eight DLC. It's just like n- it's nonstop f- eating well. Yeah, like it's it not like as a Resident Evil fan, I'm living better than any fandom out there. So like any well, anything, I can't even like yeah, criticize. You're anything. eating you're eating extremely well. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. absurd. As as like as like a Silent Hill fan, it's like what you've. From a Silent Hill fan's perspective, yeah. Resident Evil fans have nothing to complain about. Yeah, nothing. nothing. You know what it's like nothing. being a Resident Evil fan right now? It's like, you're getting fed good food, but once in a while they try to slip you like a little side yeah. dish. You're like, oh, yeah. I don't want that. No, it's like a new back. flavor. Yeah, right? It's like, like yeah. Weavers? I don't yeah. want that shit. Get that, take that back to the kitchen. Um, this sizzle is brought to you by some <laughs> wonderful shout-out to your patrons. If you want to find out more, go to patreon.com slash easyallies. I thought for this one in honor of Rogue Legacy, give me, like, your best, like, magic elder. Can you do a magic elder? Yes. Got old sage. All right, yes. shout-out to... Hold on. Shout-out to El Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, Nick, Anna Croth, and Jabba Wobbs. Shout out! Shout out! The hood really adds a lot. How different. Yeah, had to do it. Mystique points. Hubert, <laughs> this is a game uh, that, not that seven is a bad score, mm. but I really thought, just based on the footage that I saw, my gut reaction was that it was going to be higher. Yeah, I was hoping. That is, that is Trek to Yomi. Yeah, I was hoping just a little mm. higher. Was yeah, a little yeah, higher. Yeah. Quintessential example, and it sounds like Erudin Chronicles. Ayudin. Ayudin Chronicles. People always say Chronicles. It's just Chronicle. Okay, it sounds like it's... Even does it sounds like a similar similar situation where 
gotta finish the game fully to really critique it you yeah because you you, do, you, you run out of first steam couple of hours and you're like yeah yeah the first yeah. level is like yeah. bandits invading this like japanese village and you're mm. just like dude this is sick vibes right now and then it's just like doesn't change the whole game and you just do the same thing so trek to yomi is wow. a very similar to my issues then. Yeah, yeah. very similar. Uh, Trek to Yomi is a 2D, 3D, 2D, that's actually a thing now, right? 2D, HD. It's like a, a, okay. So when you're in combat, it's sides 2D. 2D plane, you can attack behind and in front. 2D, locked locked on the plane of, of the enemy. You know, like uh, Kung Fu on NES. It's just, yeah. You ever play that one? Kung Fu. Yeah. The enemies um, come at you and you just like, oh. I think oh, I've yeah, played yeah. Kung Fu once. I bet you have. I yeah. bet you have. And then... Uh, low kick. <laughs> I always thought about the high kick. Oh, the low kick, actually, yeah. The... Uh, <laughs> I had Kung Fu just popping into my brain. The um, <laughs> exploration, though, you can explore freely. You can go up and down and around. There's, like, okay. houses and stuff. It adds the Z-axis. It, exactly, exactly. Wow. <laughs> so... Beginning of the game, no spoilers. You start as as a as a youngling, and your Jedi Master is training you. <laughs> it's not a Star Wars game. <laughs> you're, you're, you start young. You can, why would you just say sensei? Because <laughs> I said youngling first. Okay. Okay. So, so you're a young lad, and your sensei is training you, and bandits attack. Shit goes down. Time jump. You're older. And you are now responsible for this village, this town of mm. protecting the people, but you also want revenge. So it's kind of this cross between duty and revenge. Do you get revenge in Yomi? I don't. I don't want to spoil okay, anything okay, about okay. this. Okay. I don't want to spoil Probably. anything about the game. I didn't uh, think that that would be a spoiler. I but... will say there are some cool things about the plot. There's some cool stuff. There's some cool stuff about the plot, but it never goes deep enough. Mm. There, there. I say there is a cool thing, but that is heavily, you know, big asterisks there, because throughout the five, it's about five to seven hours throughout the game, it is very one note of like, I want revenge. Mm -hmm. This is my duty. You know, just it never really goes deep enough. Not that it fully needed to, but it does take its story very seriously. There's a lot of cutscenes. It is in Japanese with subtitles. There is no English VO, uh, at least that I I didn't see it. Good. Um, they <laughs> good. You know, this sounds like a, a like a, a like a buzzy like suit type cell, but they said they were so heavily inspired by Kurosawa, and it really does show. It, it they. Mm -hmm. they we're big on the vibe of these old Kurosawa movies. They got black and white, the film grain, but not just Kurosawa, just like the whole tone and vibe of like Edo era, duty, love, honor. You'll pick up little documents about, you know, yokai and oni, and they dig into the lore. Uh, that stuff is just a little dense, and because the main character doesn't have too much emotion and go deep enough, I did stop to care about the narrative pretty quickly on, mm. and then the combat stays the same throughout, so I stopped caring about the combat as well. And that's how I kind of landed on the seven, where it's like, yo, this game is cool, and I love that it exists, and it's a really specific genre and niche, and like, there's nothing bad about it, 
-hmm. So I think it really is just one of those big, classic 7.0s we're swimming. That's really interesting because um, a film that you and I both like that we saw recently, Mm -hmm. The the Northman, you could really fairly say about that, it's like the entire movie is just about this guy that wants to kill this person that betrayed him. Yeah. It really doesn't deviate from that. For sure. Um, well, I mean, that's not entirely fair. I'm, I'm, But the point that I'm trying to make is, you know, a, a, a simple narrative premise is not inherently wrong. No. But I would say that movie works because of the depth of its character. Yes. And just how visually stunning it is. Yes. Character for me is always my number one. Not even, not plot, character. Like you can have the simplest or the most complex plot uh, imaginable. Mm -hmm. And if I don't care about your character, if I'm not invested in one way or another, I'm just not invested. Mm -hmm. That's as simple as that. Right. Uh, With games, you know, there's so many different things to get invested in because their video games are freaking awesome. They're the best. Uh, So it's like, okay, the combat's cool for a while, but then it gets pretty simple. You know, you got your classic parry, which is so easy to do. You got your dodge. Mm. You got your one end all, be all, kill all, shock gloves, move, Brad, square, square, triangle, everyone's dead, square, square, triangle, you're done. Armored enemies come in, square, square, triangle, finisher, you're done next. Hmm. There's uh, multiple difficulties. There's easy, normal, hard. I played on normal, though. Played on normal. Mm -hmm. Have no desire to go back, though, because you unlock a fourth one, one hit kill mode. You and them die in one hit. Got it. But uh, sampled it for a second, and it really just comes down to like, okay, you just get your parries down. On this, mm. then, then, yeah, then. And it sounds like the parries are pretty generous. Pretty generous, and AI not good enough as well because a lot of a lot of the times, if you just hit the enemy with the triangle part of square square triangle, it'll stun him, and then you are one finisher. So a lot of the times, I'm just hitting air with square square, knowing that the enemy is gonna walk right into my triangle. Oh, finisher R one, and there's just a lot of that. And then, yeah, you, you get like that sounds pretty dull. Yeah, you know, and the environments are fun to look at, but then, you know, the towns make way for like eerie caves, but like caves in black and yeah, white and in this bland. format. Mm-hmm. So the environments kind of lose their luster. The whole thing just loses a little steam. Yeah. Uh, but it's on Game Pass. This game is twenty dollars. I think Rogue Legacy was on sale for twenty. I think that's twenty five. Yeah, mm-hmm. worth extra five dollar yes. tax. This one's 20 and it is on Game Pass. Uh, and again, you know, just a classic seven of where I'm like, yo, I'm glad it exists. Mm-hmm. I felt the passion there. You know, I did watch an interview talking about like Japanese samurai movies and all yeah. this. Just like someone who clearly loves this yeah. stuff, you know, and a smaller effort. It, it's like championed by this one guy. You know, there's a team on the game, you know, but. You feel the passion. You know, when you're yeah. talking about like how it's simple and it doesn't change, I was thinking about Contra in my head mm-hmm. of just how simple that game is and how many like, you know, weapons you have. Not a lot, yeah. but it's really sick the whole way through because the, the encounters yeah. and the danger. Yeah. But it sounds like it doesn't even keep that going. Like the level design or the enemy placement, the enemy types don't make anything that exciting. Yeah, and the boss fights are the same tactics. You just mash it out. There's like one boss maybe where you have to do a couple different things. They do try their hardest, like 
three-fourths of the way through their game, not a spoiler, three-fourths of the way through, they throw some puzzles at you. Mm. Some actual puzzles. It's pretty late in the game for some puzzles. Late in the game, but it was like, yo, like, let's sure, mix it up puzzles. And sure. it was refreshing, and there's just a few, and they're all the same, but I still respected it, and they were okay. Do you think <laughs> you feel more critical of Trek to Yomi just because in the very recent past there have been so many examples of games with excellent combat such as <laughs> Rogue Legacy 2, Sifu, Elden Ring, um you know Hades the list goes on and on Returnal I'd be lying to you Ben and and, and you know Roger Ebert always says you know the reviews matter about what's happening in the world in That's your life That's actually what I was time. thinking of yeah Yes yeah. I know I know <laughs> and 100% if this had come out a few years ago in the samurai drought, mm. probably little reviewers tilt, bump that up a little bit. Like, finally, <laughs> finally, you know, little samurai game, let's go. But, really? like, now we finally are getting more, dude. Like, Sekiro kind of counts. Ghost like, of Ghost of Tsushima counts. Like, finally, you know, what we, we've always, for years and years, wanted that Assassin's Creed Samurai game, and now if it comes, it's like an after, it's like, oh, finally, like, right, you know, everyone wanted that years ago, way before Ghost it, of Tsushima and Sekiro. It feels redundant now, in a ghost of, post-Ghost of Tsushima world. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, so really timing does. matters, and I think this was a little late, where, like, the mystique of it being a Samurai game right. was a little diminished. With that, like, Kurosawa looking. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I honestly think, because my, I think our immediate reaction to it was, oh, it's 2D Ghost of Tsushima, yeah. which I think, you know, obviously, had, if it had come up before Ghost of Tsushima, yeah, yeah. the perception yeah. would have been much different. But, like, I even think just so. that idea of, like, that's enough for me. Yeah. But it sounds like it's just kind of a little, just too the same the whole way yeah. through. Just yeah. Need a little, little more something. Before. Like I know well, you guys, you love the, the the samurai vibe, and me too. Yeah, yeah, and it's but, like it's like yeah. usually that is enough. And in this case, like I'd still, it can be. It, it can, can be. be. Honestly, it's, I think you've inadvertently just inspired <laughs> me to just go back to the Ghost of Tsushima expansion that I did. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, the yeah. Island, yeah. Dude. I, I think you just maybe want to play Iki yeah, Island. Really I, installed, I installed Check to Yomi, but I think I'd rather just play Iki Island. Iki Island's really good. Sorry, yeah. Trek to Yomi, but yeah. Iki yeah. Island. Like, I want to play Trek to Yomi. Yeah. Like, I'm going to play this sometime. It goes but quick. It yeah. goes quick. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, seven's totally fine, but yeah, it's you'll like. you'll dig it. Definitely, like, oh, I wish there was just a. Just a little, a little, little more. more. Yeah, a little, a little more. more. Just a little more, dude. A little more. Brad, um. There's some games where, where people bring them and I'm like, oh, God, like, I wish it was me bringing this. And this is definitely one of those games. Uh, but I'm so excited that you have finally uh, kind of dove in outside of the group streams. And that is Gran Turismo 7. <laughs> yeah, this is the first Gran Turismo game I've ever bought nice. my whole life. I've barely played this series. I'm certain, yeah, I haven't played a ton of it either. Yeah. I, I definitely like, have experience. I've seen, but... like, Mike play it growing up yeah. and stuff like that and a few friends, but, like, I never really dove into this game. And I don't know, something about this game got announced, and I was like, all right, dude, this is the time. This is the one I'm going to jump into. I'm going to play this one. And I, I did. Man, this game is sick. This is tight. It's this game's so cool. sick. This yeah, game's cool, it, man. It is. It's fucking As someone awesome. who doesn't know shit about cars or racing, it's really fun still. Yeah. Like, I am enjoying, like, it's so crazy. This game does a really good job of easing you into car culture and, like, mm -hmm. learning to love cars. Like, yes. I don't give a fuck about cars. Honestly, I don't care. Like, I don't give a shit. I don't think about, like, my dream car. I don't even have a dream car. Like, I don't have anything like that. No, dream car? 
No. Damn. Like, I, I just don't even know, man. I just don't <laughs> yeah. know. I don't care. Like, yeah, no, cars are cool, but I just don't know anything about them. But it's like, man, this game presents the world of cars and racing in such like a friendly way and mm-hmm. a way to bring me in. In some areas, it feels very old. Like, it's just like little text, like, and like a weird face staring at you. But at the same time, there's something super charming and cool about it. Gran Turismo has the best menu sounds in the biz. I'll just say that straight up. Like, boom, boom. Gran Turismo has a fucking insanely awesome vibe. Yeah. I wish more games had this vibe, but it's, it's completely unique to it. Um, Brad, you really because I I've, I definitely had the same experience that you did. It's eerie actually how similar our experiences have been and like the place that we're coming from. But you really crystallize a thought for me uh, in such a beautiful way. Where going into Gran Turismo Seven, I, I think that's what I was worried about. Where I'm like, fuck, I don't know anything about cars, and I think that lack of knowledge is really going to punish me. But it doesn't baby you. It's not like. Oh, little baby doesn't know anything about cars. Here you go. Like this is the gas, yeah, this is the brake. Yeah, doesn't yeah. do it's that. Not like that. It, it's like that. It's like that really cool friend that's into something that you don't know anything about, and that friend approaches it in the best way. Where it's like their sheer love of something mm-hmm. feels like a like a warm embrace. Like yeah, it's bringing it you into the circle without yeah. being patronizing or without like being elitist mm-hmm. and, and and scaring you. Um, it's which just is like pretty remarkable. The vibe is like, hey, we love cars and racing. We yeah. want you to love them too. And, and it feels like you can. Yeah, you can. Right. You can. Yeah. It, it eases you in. Like someone like me, like even I am understanding these things and growing with the game as it's doing. And the, the way I like the thing I like about the game the most, Ben. Yeah. Are the license tests. Yeah. Dude, I am addicted to these fucking things. They are just like little challenges. Yeah. Like, dude, the challenges I'm doing is like, hey, man. Do like go around this turn mm-hmm. and get a gold at the time, and it's like okay, <laughs> over and easy. over. Sounds super easy. Play no. a ton of arcade racing games. No, dude. Yeah, I have flawless. never looked at turns in my life more intense yes. than from Gran Turismo. Learning about like how to curve into this turn and like accelerate at the right moment and find the perfect spacing is fucking awesome. Yeah, it reminds me of like fighting games mm-hmm. where of like. It's like fight, car fighting games where I'm just like thinking about these very specific things I've never thought about right. in just this really crazy in-depth way that I'm just falling in love with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it actually, the fighting game comparison is so apt. Um, but what's crucial, I think, about the license test or the, the, license, the B license test that I've done in Gran Turismo 7 is like getting the bronze is like not a big deal. You feel like you can kind of fumble your way through it. You can get it, yeah. Yeah, but getting the getting gold. the getting the gold it does this crucial thing where, like, you will get it within a second, Ten, right? Tenth of a second. You, yeah, Milliseconds. You, yeah, and you're like, fuck, like, what do I do? And yeah. it doesn't tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, you could do a demo, but there's I, what I'm the point that I'm trying to make is I feel like there's enough there where you kind of have to reflect and trial and error your mm-hmm. way out. And that is what teaches you to be a better driver. Yeah, so, like... I don't know if this is just because I'm on the lower test right now, but what the game does is like a lot of times for newer players, it's like, here, here's this kind of line to show you how you should be driving around this mm-hmm. curb. Here's this little area that you should probably start to break in. And it gives you these things, but you really need to master yeah. driving. And which, what's really sick about this game is the dual sense. The dual sense makes this game so much more engaging. Those And those fucking triggers, man, on these 
those triggers, the pressure on it, so precise with every car because they feel different too. And you're like, you really feel it. The slightest pressure can make the gold or the silver. Mm -hmm. And it's just so specific and fine-tuned. Like, you, like if you just casually watch someone play this game and they make that turn, you're like, oh, whatever. Dude, right. No big deal. But when you get a sick, clean turn, dude, yeah. you feel like you just fucking beat like a boss. I just feel like I, I beat a fucking FromSoft boss when I get this corner just right. And it's so clean. And I see that replay of my car. I'm like, oh, yeah. Just watch it. And Smooth you see, as butter. I love it because yeah. when you do like the license test, it shows people on your friends list, you know, mm. what they've gotten. And I saw it and I beat blood on it. I was like, yes, take that yep, blood. Get him. I going, yes, because blood is, blood is on there. And yeah, it is fun chasing after blood or at least just seeing yeah, yeah. like, like where see... he is in relation to you. Yeah. 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 But it's really sick. Mm -hmm. And like, there's a lot to this game. There's like a lot of crazy stuff out being done into like, yeah. if you're a total car person, there's a ton of cars. There's, you know, like the tuning, all these cars. I just saw that show. I was like, whoa, hold on. I'm not coming to this yet. And there's also like the normal races. Like the early on in the game, they take you to this cafe and they're like, hey, you're going to, this part, this quest almost is like, cafe. you're going to do these races to collect these type of small like cars. Like the mm -hmm. first one's like small Japanese cars and it's like small European cars and so on and so forth. And it's really easy you into these different, like, I don't know the correct terminology is, but like classes of a car, I guess, mm -hmm. so, like. Yeah. You know, I don't know how they divide that up, like maybe horsepower or something like that, but like here's the slower ones. It looks like you slowly build up to more of those. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't really messed with the store yet. Like I have all these credits. I'm saving them until like I get to a point where I'm like, I, yo, I need to spend these credits. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know like the whole like pay to win the aspect. The I, don't, I don't know any of that yet. I'm still like way too early. I'm still sure. yeah. total rookie. I don't know this, but so far just going through the, the paces with the game has been very enjoyable. Super relaxing in some way, too. Yeah. The last um, thing I saw was that they gave you more rewards and gave you I a heard ton of money. it's better. I don't know. That's the last thing I I'm saw. Because I'm not an expert at all. Um, yeah, man, because we had a bunch of praise for Forza Horizon 5, and that game certainly deserves its mm -hmm. praise. But I, th the thing that you get from Gran Turismo 7, just in comparison to Horizon 5, I'm not talking about Forza Motorsport. It's not that I'm not right. aware of that. It's just... You know, Forza Horizon Five, fresh in my mind, mm -hmm. um, is that love of cars. And you talked about just like those Japanese compact cars. It feels like it treats them with as much respect and detail well, it's as it does. Sick, because like know, a you, I got those cars, and this guy's like, "Hey, let me tell you a little bit yeah. about these cars." Right, and it's just like just a little bit, yes. just enough. Yeah. Right, and it, it doesn't feel like I'm reading a fucking note from um, Control where it's just, like, going forever. No, there's love there. Yeah, and it's just, yeah. like, here's a little paragraph, like, you learned something. I'm like, yeah. cool, and yeah. you can probably learn more if you want. You can't, actually. You, like, go in your garage, you see your cars there, and you can, like, read more about them. I'm like, dude, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's presented very well. Ah, oh, Brad, I'm so glad you brought this. Like, you've, you've re-jazzed me on Grudge But, dude, seven. it's been the coolest game that I've played. Like, I'll play, like, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'll just come back later. Yeah. It's just, it gives me this, like, this sense I'd get from, like, arcade games. Or I'm going to just do a quick little run. Yeah. Like, you can get that from, like, roll lights and stuff. Like, you know, just quick, like, 30 millimeters. I feel like I made some progress. Yeah. My skill, I feel like myself improving as a driver. It's awesome. Yeah, because I, I remember I was streaming it and Blood was like, oh, you don't have this, you don't have this, you don't have this. And I was like, that's not really how I've been enjoying this game. Like, yeah. I just kind of, I'm like, I might just sit here and, like, try to get this gold for, yeah, it's you know, awesome. however long, you know. And it's just, like, it feels like you can just kind of appreciate it yeah. in however you want to appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. 
it's it's yeah, it's uh, been delightful so far like it's annoying that you need to be online to play this game like no mm. matter what like that's dumb i hate that kind of sure. shit but I'm i didn't really even realize just because yeah. i'm always connected but yeah i know sure. yeah but sure. like, especially yeah. like the recent like uh xbox thing going off mm. and like people not being able to play games like it's dumb and it doesn't yeah, feel yeah i think it's a good point to bring up but absolutely i'm enjoying the game so far and i want to keep racing brad like goddamn, these tracks yeah. look pretty too man yeah. sometimes it's like damn this looks so awesome yeah it's do you ever have those moments where, like, you're just like, oh, man, the outdoors are really cool. Like, you just, like, kind of, it, yeah, I'm like, Grand Dude, 7 is kind of the same feeling. Look at that like, grass. That's I'm just, like, like, looking at this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, this looks sick. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that game's cool. Um, Last game we're going to talk about, and Huber, I think you've been playing a little bit of this as well. I actually don't know how much <laughs> you've played. I've played a couple of hours, not, not that much either. I've really turned to 180 on um, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. Oh, sick. Um, yep. Until today, game is sick. I would have right said off. that it was just kind of like a decent, mediocre battle royale. But I had some matches today where I'm like, okay, there's, there's more, something there. There's, there's something more there. gear than I thought. The, a, a solid foundation, Ben. An extremely solid foundation. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I've really warmed up to it. In fact, <laughs> the reason I reinstalled it is I was just like. The vibes of this, like, <laughs> like gothic vampire. I just want that right now. Is yeah. the mood for that? Yeah. Um, but I really installed it, and some of the matches that I had today were so cool, and they were cool because of the specific mechanics of the game. Yeah. Um, and talking about that, uh, so. I, I don't need to explain a Battle Royale game to the audience, you understand, but the things that make this game different are that you have two lives out the gate, right? Yes. So when you die, you can respawn. Um, and it actually, in what I'm sure is a controversial decision, it respawns you, like, right where you were. And so sometimes you'll respawn and it's like, oh, I'm just, like, in the thick of it again, which is kind of fun, kind of exciting. Uh, I can imagine some people don't like it. But what's neat about when you respawn is when you first get into the match, you only have a pistol and nothing else. When you respawn, you actually have a pistol, an AK, um, and a melee weapon. So when you respawn, you actually are, are a little bit more up to speed, uh, which I like because they're you know you're going against people that have been looting and are are pretty uh, pretty equipped. So you feel like you have a chance when you respawn, which is nice. Um, but on top of that, there are also specific NPCs that mm -hmm. you can feed on Love where you this. can get that life back. Yeah, that's my cool. favorite. Um, and so today I had a couple of matches where I actually had three lives instead of just two. Um, and it, it was just kind of awesome being like, oh, man, I had a rough beginning, but I'm still in the game all mm -hmm. this way later. Um, and so for somebody who's not a Battle Royale expert, just being able to play longer uh, was kind of nice. Um, but... There are NPCs in the map, and they'll give you different buffs. Like, they'll lower your cooldowns, they'll give you more melee damage, and so on and so forth. And so, recognizing, like, oh, okay, I want this or I don't want this, you're kind of working toward a specific build, and then you have to kill players to be able to feed more, and that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I thing, love the feeding. I love the feeding, and if the yeah. NPCs see you feeding, they you get alerted. Yeah. Because the masquerade drops. It's fantastic. What I don't quite understand about the game yet is the the them seeing you feed doesn't really track because I definitely fed 
right next to another NPC, and it vision did not, cons, dude. Vision did cons. not alert it at all. Vision cones. And so it, it seems pretty... Um, <laughs> pretty loosey-goosey. Pretty loose in yeah. terms of seeing, but Definitely. if you're like in a battle, uh, this happened to me. I think I like accidentally killed an NPC, and they will run away, uh, and they'll get scared. I, I, I was in a fight with somebody else, and it's like, oh shit, I accidentally shot this person. Now I'm exposed. Yeah. And so if you break the masquerade, you'll actually be visible for a full minute. Which is an eternity That's in a, a game like this. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That happened to me, and I was like, okay, I'd never do that again. Yeah. It was that punishing. Well, I was like, that is a death sentence. The other thing is, is if you see somebody that's been exposed, it is this really interesting mind game where you're like, oh man, I want to go after that person. They're going to be easy to kill. But then you're like, oh shit, everybody can see them. So if I go after this person, I'm also exposing myself and putting myself in danger. Um, which is pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like a little bit of cool environmental storytelling that I saw. There's like this like pharmacy that you can go into, and you go in, and you, you when you open the doors, the alarm goes off. So you're yeah. like, okay, well, I created a distraction. But I love this that like the blood and stuff that you wanted, it's actually behind like this panel, and so like th- that's assuming that the people that work at this pharmacy are secretly vampires yes. and are secretly selling the stock. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, mm-hmm. that's a cool bit of bit of storytelling. And so, like, between that and, like, uh, you know, having to worry about the masquerade, I feel like it's a it's a little bit more contextualized totally. um, than and, some other things. And you got that hub. You got the hub. All the items. Yep, you got the hub. Some cool hub lore. Um, like, today I didn't really experience the hub at all, though, because it's something I really, really like, is as soon as you get done with a match, there's an option in the bottom right-hand corner it where it's like, do you just want to go back in? So you don't even have to go to the hub, which I Perfect. love that. And so it's really easy to get into this um, addictive flow yeah. with the game. I feel like you level pretty quickly. I bought the battle pass, and I feel like I'm nice. I'm going through things quickly. It. Yeah, I'm really enjoying Hell it. I don't yeah. know how long it'll last, but... Um, I Yeah... The movement is so fun. It reminds me of Prototype, that that old game, open world Prototype. Mm. Just like, I use the Brute, and I just launch Leap everywhere. Mm -hmm. Because it's so damn fun to do, Ben. Just leaping everywhere, like, in the sky. You can climb any building, you just run at a building, and you just climb up it. It's so nice. So... What's Just great about the, the climbing of the building and, and something that I, I really do love about this game is how fucking vital sound is. Like, I feel like yes. this is a game you absolutely <laughs> need to play with yeah. a headset on. And I, like, I can't imagine not doing it. Yeah. Because, yes, you can climb any building and the mobility is insane. But if somebody is climbing a building and you're like remotely close to them, you will hear yeah, the clonk, clonk. So and so yeah. it's like, it's so awesome, like, hiding in a corner, and you're like, okay, this person's climbing a building, this is where they are. Just how much information you can get purely from sound is yeah. so, so cool. Totally. Um, because you can... You can ping constantly, like you get this this vampire vision essentially. Yeah, I wish they'd like up that cooldown. There's a little too much of that. Yeah, it is pretty short. Just I, I think it. maybe upping the cooldown might yeah. be the right call. Because yeah. um, you can see, like, oh, okay, there's a white circle, there's people shooting here. You get a lot of information from it, yeah. for sure. You yeah. can highlight people in red. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, man, other things that I like um, the melee weapons. The melee Have weapons. You around? I found one time a melee weapon with a special ability. Are you doing like, like the dash forward? Yeah, 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 yeah. so that thing sick. Is, that thing is sick. That so thing, fun. Yeah, it's like the dual blades. Yeah. And like a big, there's like a fireman's axe you can get. There's a katana that the you katana. can get where 
its special ability is you just deflect bullets. I went into against this guy, and I had a perfect shot on him. And he just deflected my entire. So another sick. thing that I love about this game is the way like clip size matters so much and reloads matter so much because you do have crazy mobility. Things are so quick um, that if you run out of bullets, you can't just you really need to switch your weapon because mm-hmm. reloading takes too long and you will die. Totally. So me. Using an entire AK clip on that guy was deflating my bullets. That fucking put me in the ground right there. Um, and so you really like need to know like this is how many shots that I have, and you really it emphasizes accuracy and using weapons well, which I love. Uh, that stuff is so cool. I think the powers are neat. So I've been playing a lot of Siren. Nice. Um, and I was watching streamers play, and I was like, I didn't even think to do this. It's so obvious, but I didn't even think to do this with ability. They can send out a projection forward. Yeah, that's and then you can, insane. Then you can teleport to that projection. But what you do is you're like, okay, I know I'm going to go into a fight. I'm going to pop the projection in the safe place, go into the fight. Things get hairy. I teleport back to that thing. So sick. Super fun. Um, you also get this huge blind. But what's great about it is the beginning animation takes a little while, so it's not just like instantaneous and the blind is great but it doesn't last that long so again it's like using your abilities effectively which is so so cool yeah dude yeah Yeah, nice yeah i just like leaping yeah leaping is is, so fun it's really really fun it is unbelievably fun i do worry about the map i love the map it's one of my favorite vibes is like gothic victorian style london Mm -hmm. it's like legit my Mm -hmm. number one environment but I'm worried because it's pretty small. There's not a lot of interactivity. It's obviously what no. sets Fortnite apart from everyone is yeah. just the map. There's so much to do on the map at all times. So I wonder, you know, because this is like way lower budget, like way smaller team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do they keep the map and the variety going? Right. Yeah. There's, so you talked about interaction. There's, there, there are like these like enforcer dudes, mm-hmm. these NPCs that I think are specifically hunting vampires and you can go and like kill them and I think they drop loot. Love that stuff. Yeah. Love that stuff. But but kind of like the feeding where it's like, this is a good idea, but yeah. I, I agree with your criticism. I think I wish there was, the ideas that they have are cool yep, and kind of excite me. Yeah. I do wish there was like a little bit more going on somehow maybe connecting the hub a little more yeah. to the map maybe some mm. missions or yeah. something or like i don't know maybe depending on maybe this does happen maybe i'm yeah. just not far enough but like depending yeah, on same. how you play the it affects the hub or yeah. or whatever i don't know like Pretty cool just a little extra yeah just a little bit more into the vampire stuff i think i think would yeah. be neat um but it's it's a cool game it's so cool uh like, dude, it's ben, much sim- cooler than i thought it was same yeah. same i think even brad like was watching me yeah, play a match neat. Even after a match, she's like, oh, cool. It yeah. wasn't just like, what is what Well, because like, you, you hear know? about the game, and you're like, you're like what? Yeah. Like, Vampire Masquerade Battle Royale? It's yeah. like, that screams like of like desperation yeah. to use this yeah. IP for something. Yeah. Um, and it's awesome. My other criticism would be, I actually don't think there's enough weapons. Sure. Um, it's just like, here's the Tommy SMG. Tommy gun, here's, Yeah. Tommy gun. I, I, I feel like... Just a, just a few more in in mm. specific categories would One help. Or two, yeah. Um, I got some like exploding crossbow bolts. And that thing is really, really annoying. OP. It felt I, OP. Yeah, I've had that <laughs> uh, that thing it's killed me, and it's really annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool. You can like the way you can customize your your character is pretty neat. 
the tier 100 we watched it on stream we were gonna we were testing it out we were going through the battle pass we were okay. grading the battle pass okay like all right there's some good shit here the tier 100 is a female and a male skin it looked like it was trinity basically and blade <laughs> for tier 100 <laughs> which yep, is what win, everyone wants winner right? yeah. winner <laughs> so winner yeah man <laughs> I just want to play more of it. Like I'm just yeah. excited to play more of it. Ben, yeah. the 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 big test for me because I have so many games and only so many that I can commit to long for term. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The test to me was like I was hovering over delete, and I was and like, you didn't do it. No. Yeah. A little more. A little yeah. more blood hunt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the real test is like you talked about the foundation. That's something you mentioned a couple of times. I think it's there for now, yeah. um, but. With things like there are so many games a mile a minute, a mile a minute. There are so many games that have a good first month. Yep. So many uh, games that have a good first month. Think of Halo Infinite, man. Halo Infinite, uh, Lost Ark, New World that that have strong beginnings and then then fall off. So really, the test (laughs) with Blood Hunt is so much room, you know. Right, and like you know, Battle Royale is not a new concept. Right, it's not not a new concept. And so it's just hard to compete against lightsabers. How often are they going to be able to inject new content, new life into this game? That's going to be the yeah. Yeah. And it looks like, from what I've seen, it looks different Mm -hmm. and like it has its own unique things about it, which is cool. Yeah, to help separate it, the lives and the feeding mechanic. Like shout out whoever thought of that, whoever designed that. Like it's it's very smart. Something that I, I didn't talk about along those lines is obviously this is not the first game where you can get knocked down and not killed. But in Blood Hunt, it's actually, I, I feel like there's more layers to it because you, I, I think it takes like 15 seconds for you to go from down to recover. And oh, I actually yeah. recover quite a bit yeah. because um, you have to make a choice between do I just want to keep shooting this person or melee attacking them to kill them or do I want to go and do I want to feed on that mm-hmm. person that I downed to get my health back. But if I do that, I also expose myself. Yeah. And so there have been times where like you're in the midst of a battle and the person doesn't kill you. Maybe they want to feed on you or whatever. And you are able to get back up. Someone I, else comes and yeah, it's out of control. Right, yeah. mm, right. Or someone cool. feeds on you and they get interrupted. Yeah. And so that those little layers. Is are there cool. like uh, team modes or anything like that? So I've just been doing solo. I think there's duos. There's there no. I, d- I don't think there's duos yet. Oh, it looked like trios. Oh, and maybe, maybe it's trios and solo. Why not? And maybe one other weird solo. mode. Yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. Well, whatever. Apex had a similar thing where it was. Well, Apex was trios only, trios only when it came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then it took a while even for Fortnite. They had solos and s- duos and squads. They had trios like way oh, later. Okay. So like way later got trios. It, got yeah. It, got it, got it. Yeah. I should mess around with the team. Mm-hmm. Team mode. It's always so fun though. There's something I think about like being this lone vampire. It's yeah. a different vibe when you solo, solo in, yeah. in sure. a party. Yeah. My favorite of Absolutely. all time is duos. I'd love sure. d- anything. Starcraft duos, Fortnite duos. Love the duos. Uh, it is time for the Hotake, uh, and much like the the intro, um, kind of going back to the wellness one, but I think it's a good pragmatic question to ask uh, every so often, especially now right before E3, and the question is, at this point in time, right, pretend that this isn't your job, you're just a dude, mm-hmm. don't have a lot of money. Are the PS- I am just a dude with not a lot of money. <laughs> sure. Are the, are the PS5 and Xbox Series X worth the price of admission right now? What like, a question. If, if, assuming that you have some form of PS4 or Xbox One. 
Or a good PC, even. Yeah. If there is at least, like, two games you want to play. You think two games is the limit? I mean, I'm thinking about for myself, like, when I was... Well, I guess when even when I was in the industry, I was a hardcore gamer, so I don't really know. Like, the average Joe definition is hard for me to, like, figure out what that will actually be for someone. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's someone that buys Call of Duty and, like, Madden only, then you're probably okay with not doing it so far. But, like, if you, like, buy a couple games a year, like, you buy two or three a year, then I'd say, yeah, there's probably enough for you to actually justify it. Do we, Does this person have last gen yeah yeah so yeah. that's that's the well i mean you that's could you can you can reframe okay. it however you want but my, in my mind yes they have yeah. last gen it's a lot of money it's a, it's lot, a lot of money. money it's a lot of money and we're in this cross gen era where it's like if you don't really care about playing like on ultra high frame rates and all that like so many of these games are on last gen. So that's that's the thing with me. You know, it's really yeah. tough. Like for me personally, obviously I'm obsessed. It's my life's passion is right. video games. Right, right, right. So different. But I think it is kind of a hard sell at the moment if you have a last gen console. I think you're I think you're ch- still still chilling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're if you just getting into gaming or you don't have last gen and you're mm-hmm. trying to make a choice, yeah, of course, I would go for current gen. But yeah. I think I think that's the thing, and I you, you touched on something that I think is so important is the cross-gen thing. Almost everything that I want to play, almost everything, is available on old platforms, and yeah. I don't have enough time to play everything that I want already. <laughs> exactly. And so that's the thing, I, I, I especially, like, the, the way that generations work now where they they really are trying to be more all-encompassing, and yeah. with things like Game Pass, um, I just don't think you need them. No. I don't I don't think you need I think we're, you will we're get getting there. there. We're getting there we soon. We are getting there. Probably next it's, year we're or the year after. Up, yeah. for sure. Like, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, you, you probably don't need it, but if you're interested in games at all, I think you're going to want to graduate at a point no matter what. And it's we're, we're like mm-hmm. almost two years into this generation now, I'd yeah, say, or right. a year and a half, so... I think people are like looking about now. Like, there's a lot of games now to buy that are better on this new this new hardware. Right. And it's weird because like people spend more on video games like more than ever. Like mm-hmm. more people are playing games more than ever. So I think there there's like a lot of appealing things to buy. Like, no, yeah, I'm not saying that there there's not there's any not, value. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. not like it's not necessarily like the other generations where it's like this console's over pretty right. much. Like we're in this now. Like yes, there's more carryover. But I think the the other versions are much more appealing. Mm-hmm. Like I think people maybe would underestimate maybe like if they were playing on a PS4 version, they went to PS5, they'd be like, "Whoa, this is a lot smoother and feels oh, a yeah. lot different." Maybe. So right, I think right. maybe you could justify making that mm-hmm. leap, especially if like you buy two or three games. Like you're gonna buy your your like let's say you buy God of War this year, you buy Horizon, and you buy Starfield or something like that. Mm-hmm. The next gen versions are gonna be way better of a game like yeah. the experience will be way better <laughs> totally i think uh at this point though like my my mo always was get the console at launch or wait for the first price drop mm-hmm. and i think now since we're like years in and there still hasn't been a price drop my personal advice to anyone out there who still doesn't have one is wait we got to be coming up on a price drop soon i don't think there's gonna Black be a price Friday drop. or something like this holiday finally like a little bit off like ps5 still being 500 is like 
well, still kind of intense. They're all selling out still. Right. There's no yeah. like need to slash the price. Yeah. Like just a little fifty piece. Like the the because historically those price drops used to come like within the first yeah, couple of years. Yeah, but like now it's. I know different. it's different now, of course, of yeah, course. It's a different. It's a different world. Different yeah. world. Different world. But that's that's the. But other even thing. like a bundle or the holiday bundle coming yeah, up or something. Holiday bundle, yeah. but like. At I this s- point, I'd wait for one of those like deal sales. I s- yeah, price I cuts. guess. Like right now, if you're interested, I'd be like, just get one if you can. Get one if you can. If yeah. you can, it's insane. It's but, just so fascinating yeah. how much things have changed and how generations are bleeding into each other and things are kind of elongated. Mm-hmm. But it's not just that, right? It's not just you have to worry about buying the console and you have to worry about buying the games. Like the games that you're invested in, mm-hmm. right? It's like I can totally imagine being like, well, do I want a new console or do these games? Or what about these games that I'm already playing that I know are going to have additional mm-hmm. content? Do I want to spend more money on that because I'm already committed to it? I just feel like there are so many more decisions. Yeah, there's a lot. Whereas back in the day, you'd look at a game magazine, and you're like, I can't believe the next generation looks like that. Yeah. And that would kind of be the beginning and the end of it mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in a lot of ways. And so it's just it's just so multifaceted. And so I'd actually be really curious to hear from people like right into this podcast, like email mm-hmm. askeasyallies at gmail.com, like what your specific situation is and mm-hmm. what you're looking for as yeah. well. Because in Black a way... Black Friday, a few months, few months away. Like I'm not... I don't regret buying a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. I use them both all the time. Mm-hmm. Every day. They're great consoles in their own right. Mm-hmm. It's not a slam on them. Yeah. But it's just like, man, if situations were, it's an interesting question to raise. Yeah. Yeah. For me, because I'm, a, and you guys too, I bet, like, it is my existence. It right. is my life. Right. So, like, I spend money on games instead of clothes, mm-hmm. you know? It, it, there's so many factors, there's so much context and everything. And it's like, Demon Souls, you were saying, you know, two games. Back in the days, it was like, just give me that one exclusive. Give me that Dead Rising. I'm buying that 360. Legit, that's yeah. why I bought a 360. I never had an Xbox. Tales of Asperia. Tales of Asperia. Like, give me those, you know, those those mm-hmm. can't miss. Yeah. It's such an easy decision because like, I love yeah. it. But, yeah. again, if you don't play a lot, you know, if frame rates and resolutions are not a big deal. Yeah, it's not to some people. Easy way, yeah. easier than I think in the past. Until like easier than it's been in the past. I well, think yeah. so. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's definitely easier. There's more cross gen than ever right now. But the like time you, is ending, though. Yeah. Probably like, like the in fact, a year. Yeah, like the I, fact I that you even could, imagine by the end of this year. Yeah. yeah, the fact that you could play God of War Ragnarok on a PS4. Horizon. You can play Elden Ring. What else do you need? Elden Ring, and yeah, <laughs> it's like low, low res frame rate, whatever. But like. That might not be important to a lot hey of people. Hey, man, I'm playing on PC and the yeah. frame rate's still bad. Yeah. <laughs> but you, I realize, like, with all my IMAX love, like, people don't give a shit about yeah, they don't, a lot frame of people rates don't and stuff. Care. A lot yeah, of people, people don't. don't care. Yeah, no, a lot but of people don't care. But, you know, you're not going to be able to play, though. You gotta, if you want to play Final Fantasy 16, yeah, 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 you got to graduate. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game's not out yet, but yes. <laughs> it's yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Keep your eyes, keep your eyes peeled no, no, for those systems. I'm a... In most cases, day one one. console. I'm just trying to think about it from other perspectives and and realize, like, I I had a moment where I was like, is Elden Ring on old? Oh, yeah, it is, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's it's pretty crazy how expansive if you really sit down and think about it. Horizon Forbidden West. Horizon Forbidden West. Play it on PS4. Play it on a PS4 PS4 also. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Like Halo on an Xbox One. Like, you can. You're and your PC. Yeah, yeah. you're chilling. Yeah, it's just it's it's really incredible how multifaceted. You you miss out on like is. Demon Souls and Rift Apart. 
Yeah. Well, the thing and is, my, and no, Returnal. Honestly, and I feel Returnal. like Cody. I feel like mm-hmm. the the it's the little things that are kind of making up this generation. The hard like, drive. The hard drive, right? Like I can't go back after experiencing SSD on console like mm-hmm. this. Like it's yeah. just how fucking fast everything yeah. moves is is nice. Yeah. For sure. This episode is going quickly. Are we ready for some emails? Let's do it. Let's take our time yeah. on the emails. Yeah, it is a quickie. It Look is at quickie. us flying Look through. Us. Buy all the consoles. Buy all Spend the consoles. Spend your money. Don't buy Stadia. That's Stadia not a console. It is a console. It's a platform. It's a platform. I love still not knowing what the hell Stadia like fully right. is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can just chill with xCloud. <sighs> yeah. Our first email comes in from Jared. Uh, greetings from Kansas City. I've been diving into a bunch of old retro games on my Steam Deck recently, and while playing through some of them, I thought about the time I was most nostalgic for. Back in the days of anxiously waiting for my Nintendo Power and Game Pro magazines to come in the mail, I realized that the time I missed the most is that 2001 to 2004 era of gaming. That's the sweet spot. This was the heyday for Xbox and Halo bursting on the scene, the GameCube, the GBA, and of course, most people owned a PS2 during this time. I sort of switched from being exclusively a Nintendo kid and branched out to become an Xbox gamer during this time as well, largely thanks to Halo and Xbox Live. Whether it was playing Pokemon or Metroid on my GBA, sailing the open seas and Wind Waker or partying up with buddies to play Halo, this to me is the period in gaming I think I'm most nostalgic for. Also, uh, you could drive down the street to your local Blockbuster, RIP, and check out just about any game you wanted. We'd love to see what you all think. What console generation or general snapshot in time do you look back and miss the most? Miss? Mm. I mean, only NES because of my bro and like N64. Definitely N64 probably. That's actually an easy question. Because it's so much, it's like the local multiplayer machine. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I wasn't thinking about that, but you're so right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously, yeah. playing games online with people is cool. Yeah. I'm not criticizing it, but packed living it's room. It's crazy N64. how like pack them in. A lot of my, a lot of my favorite gaming memories. Like, you just miss something mm-hmm. if you're not there. With other yeah. people, you just miss it. Yeah. yeah. That's when the idea of playing with someone online was still crazy and awesome on yeah. itself. Yeah. yeah. Fact that could even happen. Yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of fond memories with like PS1 and PS2. I would say, mm-hmm. like, because I was playing JRPGs and it was an excellent time for me. Just like a lot of nostalgia. Like, I like sitting in my room. I distinctly remember playing these games and just yeah. like fucking loving them, dude. Yeah, the PS1 is is my favorite era as well, and N64 along with that, of course. Yeah, but it was just like that was when I really, really, really. Um, I mean, I had a Genesis, but I, it's just like it's when everything. Really grabbed you. Yeah, I feel like everything kind of exploded, MGS and it's just one. like so many. Yeah, so many things were amazing. Things were becoming more cinematic, more deep, more mature. I felt like, um, but it was also. I also think, in a weird way, and it's so crazy to say this, like being limited was a positive. You sure. Know, when you would go to a blockbuster, you'd be like, "Well, I can't choose everything. What am I going to choose, and why?" Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, everything just felt a little bit longer lasting and more meaningful, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Good email. Um, our next email comes in from Camden. 
Transitioning from console to PC. Ooh, Dear Ben You're stoked. and fellow allies. Well, it's, it's an interesting email. Good morning, and I hope you all are having a great week. I want to ask the panel for advice regarding console gamers thinking of making the transition to PC. To 20 years of console gaming, I've decided to invest in building a PC. Actually, building it isn't my concern, but more so actually getting into games on PC is. I've played mouse and keyboard here and there for certain games and truly just cannot comprehend how I'm supposed to not only remember but quickly click all the buttons on a keyboard while moving a mouse. A controller is compact, making it easy to forget you're even holding one and it's easy to reach everything you need. Keyboards are large, spaced out, and awkward to twist my fingers around sometimes. Not only that, but you always know what you're downloading on a console as everything is more restricted and optimized specifically for that console. On PC, optimization seems very hit or miss for certain games, and the fear of downloading a malicious file and having an expensive rig get bricked when experimenting with mods or emulation is very real. But on a more fundamental level, I like chilling out on the couch while gaming instead of being hunched over a desk. However, mods, emulation, PC exclusive, and higher frame rates are still enticing enough for me to take the plunge. Basically, when it comes to the actual culture and ecosystem of PC gaming, it is very intimidating when coming from the cozy world of console gaming. <laughs> what would your advice to a newcomer be to make the transition a bit easier? Um, just ease into it. Don't go all in immediately. Just start small. Mm-hmm. A game here and there. In terms of, like, the mouse and keyboard, it's just something you're going to get better at as you do it more. Yeah. Like, it just sounds like you don't have a, a lot of experience with it. And you can still use a controller a lot of yeah. the time. Like, yeah, you can use yeah. a controller, like, any every game, game Like, yeah. every yeah. game now. So it doesn't even matter. You don't have to play the mouse and keyboard. Yeah. yeah. You can play, like, MMOs now with controllers, for God's sake. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you're fine. Don't yeah. worry about and it. And play them well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's the thing with the emails. I totally understand, like, you're on the outside wanting to be on the inside. But I just don't think you realize yet how easy it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like... You download Steam, right, mm-hmm. and and pretty One much anything games. anything you get on Steam, you're just going to click a button, you're going to install, and you're, That's gonna, it. you're barely going to have to think about it. Yeah. Um, you can play everything with a controller if you want to, like really almost everything. Um, and you can, what's great is you could use pretty much like Any controller you options too. for what you can use for controller. Yeah. And you said you want to chill out on the couch. Steam has big picture mode. You can just plug in an HDMI yeah. Into your PC, do big picture mode, and you're playing on a TV. So I think a lot of the things that you're you're worried about once you get in them, uh, is not going to be that bad. Yeah, honestly, the stuff that they sound the most comfortable with is the most intimidating part for me is the actual PC itself and getting the parts together and everything like that. Like yeah, like 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 you said, like with Steam, everything is so like seamless and easy nowadays. Like it's it's just as easy as a console. And if you're like worried about downloading stuff, it's like. PC gives you the options to have these extra tools, but they can come with risks. Right. So, like, just don't download something weird on, like, a weird site you've never heard of. Or, like, right. really, like, look into what you're downloading mm-hmm. and, like, things have been be aware. more buttoned up. It's not as much of the Wild West as it was. I mean, obviously, yes. that stuff is out there if you go looking for yes. it. But on major platforms, right? Yeah. It's not going to be as much of a concern. Mm-hmm. Not that it's completely gone. I'm not saying that. Yeah, but of course. It's, I think it's it's less of a minefield than you probably think yes, it is. Yes, definitely. Only advice is uh, when you finally do it, just make sure that first game is the most PC game ever. Yeah. Crisis. Like Crisis or Cyberpunk or... Oh, Yeah. Witcher, or oh, yeah, like yeah. just something, something that so flex with. where it's like something definitively better on yeah. PC. Something definitively, d- yeah, like no question, no yeah. question. Like, Witcher better. 3 is a great pick, yeah, flex. Yeah. Um, I actually agree with Brad though. 
if you are brand brand new, like to the point where you're not comfortable with keyboard and mouse playing games, building a PC sounds intense. I don't know if that's what that's I would hardcore. recommend. Yeah, I would just worry that. Yeah. Like that alone. Thermal paste, dude. It freaks me out. Um, and you also Maybe mentioned they got a friend to help. I don't know. Like, uh, worried about using a keyboard and mouse. Like Brad said, it just takes practice. But a lot of PC games really only use like a very specific left hand section of the keyboard. It's very anyway. like un- PC like yeah. controls are very like uniform almost. Yes, like, they're they're very yeah. uniform. WASD always, yep. Yep, yep, yep. always like yep. certain things are always the same. Right, and you can rebind it to make it more whatever you want. Yeah, right. So the the, the customization yeah. PC and, you and just have more flexibility all around. It's the best platform. I'm excited for you to jump in. Yeah. And, like, honestly, it feels like games are better optimized now than oh, ever yeah. on PC. Like, yeah, yeah. it seems so... Like, a port on PC seems so much better than it did, like, even, yes. like, five years ago. Yes, yes, yes. So, not that there aren't still bad ports. Of course. Of course there are. But, like, it it used to be so much fucking worse yeah. than it is now. Yeah, just keep those drivers updated, all right? Yeah. yeah and even, they even it, make even that that's easy. so easy. Even like, that's super you can easy. Get, yeah. You can get the GeForce experience, and it's like, hey, here's a new driver. So easy. You just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Everything everything is so much easier. It's so much easier was. now, yeah. Also, the great thing about PC is, like, games are tend to usually be cheaper on PC quick, more quickly, oh, I would say. Absolutely. Like, just all the time. Tons absolutely. of sales, yeah. Absolutely. That's a good point, Brad. Um, our last email comes in from James. James Juan. Sunderland. Yep, that's oh. who it is. <laughs> got a letter from got a letter from Mary. Release it, Kat, uh, Konami. Um, no, less than five years, man. Less than five years. I've been a participating allies. Have you ever had an instant connection with a piece of video game music? I encountered Pokemon Arceus Jubilife Village theme while I was trying to save my brother's game and back out to the eShop so I could check the latest discounts. Since then, I've been obsessed with that music, and it opens up deep feelings within me. Rogue Legacy 2. It's my favorite soundtrack of the year. I'm obsessed. What is it about it that makes that deep connection? Dude, it just, like, gets me amped it gives me like that castlevania music feeling where it just like wraps itself around you it is so beautiful and also just like good to play with it and good to just listen to it both love that i love that too um i've been replaying silent hill 2 with my wife and i've realized that silent hill has some of my favorite vibes in gaming yeah and a huge part of that is the the soundscape. Not just the music. Akira Amaoka is incredible. I've just been listening to, like, Theme of Lore in my car because Sick. it's so good. Sick. But just the way it uses sounds to create atmosphere, like, very abstract, haunting sounds where, like, I love that literally nothing can be happening in the game and you feel that tension. Dread. Um, and it's just, you think about, like, the themes of the game and how well the sound is able to kind of bring that to life uh, in in just this sort of magical way, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always think of like a Final Fantasy soundtrack or oh, something like course, Final Fantasy yeah. Seven. of course, is like yeah. burned in my brain because it's I love it so much. But one soundtrack I've, I've listened to and I've never actually played the games is I really like the Professor Layton soundtracks. Oh, nice. I've never oh, played them. Nice. So fun. Yeah. But I was like, oh, these are cool. I like these. They just got like a oh, weird, super really cool adventurous, pull, but cool vibe. Awesome. I regret not going back to those games. I finished the first one. That was it. Well, there's like a lot of them, so isn't there? Yeah, I've dabbled so in many. a number of them. I haven't. I did um, finish 
Professor Layton and the Phoenix Wright one, but not an individual Professor Layton. Yeah. But they're really cool. They're really charming. So cool. yeah. yeah. So this is all-time music or recently soundtrack? I just, thought it was recent. No, just any oh, okay. any music that you've connected. I mean, Shenmue, obviously. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It's yeah. like a theme song. Yeah. Zelda. Yeah, Mario. I mean, I'm, we all have, like, many that we could yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just what's on the brain. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I was actually going to say Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts as well. Simple and Clean, like, clicked with me, like, yes. immediately. Yeah. Your anime yeah. brain? Yeah. Yes. It was. It yeah, was it's an anime it was intro. Very, yeah, it is. It is an anime intro. A lot of Kingdom Hearts yeah. music is anime intro. Like, that's gonna do it for Frame Trap. Super short episode. Easy breezy. Not short. Efficient. 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 Juicy. Yeah. yeah. Tender episode of Frame Trap. As always, love having Brad and Huber on the show. Thank you both so much. If you want to send an email in to Frame Trap, the address is askeasyallies at gmail.com. One more time, that is askeasyallies at gmail.com. Until next time. Oh,